Welcome to your Magical Life Podcast. A sacred space to explore, create, and manifest more magic into your daily life. I'm Crystal, homeschool mom to two wildlings and lover of all things witchy and magical. And I'm Ash, your resident art witch and priestess, helping you trust your intuition through art and divination. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Your Magical Life. We are so excited to be back with you this week to talk all about the next Sabbath on our Wheel of the Year, which is Beltane. That is going to be next week on May 1st. And to be honest, I don't really honor this holiday as much as some of the others. And I'm going to pass it over to you, Ash. What do you do? to honor Beltane? So I'm there with you and that I don't do a ton. I definitely do more on the other side of the wheel at Samhain, which is opposite from Beltane. But for Beltane, I'll usually take the seeds that I blessed at Imbolg and started to plant at um, the seeds that I planted at Astara and then I they've started to grow already like I've got some plants that are a few inches tall so for Beltane I'll take those and move them out into the sun since we're getting to the lighter half of the year at Beltane so I just move those out I just move those seeds out to the outside like get them into larger pots and just spend a little bit more time tending to them outside instead of the inside like little mini greenhouse that I created for Ostara. That is so cool. What a great idea because, you know, one of the first episodes we released was on Ostara and we had that big seed planting ritual. And so I have my seeds started too, but I didn't really know what to do with them. And so I love that as the wheel turns, the next one, Beltane now, we actually do something with those same seeds that we blessed it in bulk, that we planted at Ostara, and now in Beltane, we take them, as you say, out into the light because it is shifting. So this is a cross-quarter day that is right between Ostara and Letha, the summer solstice. And so it really is marking that turn towards summer. I know we're still really in spring, but it is the lengthening of the days and celebration of the sun. Flowers are huge. I know that it's often called May Day and you'll see a lot of flowers and hair and decorations and all over the place. And I also love that you mentioned that it is opposite Samhain on the wheel of the year because Samhain is all about, you know, kind of death and rebirth and things of that nature, whereas Beltane focuses on creation and birth, actual birth, like creation, because it's about the god and the goddess coming together and that union of masculine, feminine, all of the fertility rituals um, are often done on Beltane as well. They are. Beltane is time of year that's all about the light, the creation, whether it is like living creations of plants or animals or humans, or it's the creation of a project or something of that nature. 
whereas the other side is the darker like the ancestors the things that have already lived and passed it's like now we're welcoming in Mm. the things that are starting to grow and we'll continue to celebrate them through the wheel of the year because like the next one will be letha so that will be when the flowers are blooming when like you're seeing all that growth so now we're just getting from the like little seedlings to they're actually like showing that they are growing and that they are bringing life that is so cool and i just wanted to say again we released this free printable wheel of the year that ash created And it is free on our website to download. And you just go to our beacons.ai slash your magical life. And the downloads tab has a ton of free resources. They're free for a limited time. So be sure to get your copy. But you can print this out on regular paper. You can color it yourself. You can do it with your children, with your family. And you can just take a look at how you know, it's so cool how the wheel spins and you really see which one is opposite. Your Yule is opposite Letha, the summer solstice and the winter solstice. The equinoxes are opposite each other and Beltane and Samhain are opposite each other. Something I just didn't realize. And as you said, when you really look into that, it is so opposite with things are dying, the leaves are dying, things like that versus being reborn again. And I think that is just so cool. So I encourage everybody to download this. It's beautiful. You can even, if your printer allows it, print it on watercolor paper. And I need to actually, I think my printer will allow it. I just need to cut it down because it's a little big, but I am excited to do that. Absolutely. And like, you can cut that out. You can paste it on a book. You can add notes to what you do for each season. And you can really make it your own of the celebrations and rituals that you do and how you see it. And I like the idea, too, of like writing a story around it, like how they do the major arcana, like you have like that journey, that story. So I like the idea of actually like writing your own story of like how something came to your mind, how you started to create it, how you birthed it, how you celebrated its life cycle i'm just like writing that story from in bulk all the way around to yule i love that follow the seed the journey of the seed (laughs) that you planted that you blessed how did it go to be and that was something that my kids when we did this together noticed as well they're like oh look that's the seed and there it starts to grow and there it starts to fade away they really pick that up even just as children so wise beyond their years (laughs) which is um you know, why I love including our kids in these activities. But I do think that they're great for, I did this completely on my own as well. So I think that this is a great resource. And I love that it's not dated because actually in the Southern Hemisphere, they are opposite of us right now. So right now they are yeah. actually celebrating Samhain because it is the fall in Australia and in the Southern Hemisphere and New Zealand places of that sort so they actually just really honor the opposite end of the wheel and that's just so beautiful because the earth is round (laughs) just has that balance of both sides left and right dark and light right has that balance just like everything in nature has (laughs) yeah and exactly and then i love that they're you know the four cardinal directions like northeast southwest you have four But then the cross-quarter days 
are what are interesting as well. And this is one of those cross quarter days. Yeah. And it's a celebration all about that birth, that new life. So people celebrate with big bonfires to cleanse out what's no longer working and to welcome in that new space once you've cleansed it out. I love that. Yeah. There's a big thing. I think it's in, I think, the United Kingdom. They light the Beltane fires. Like it's a whole big ritual of lighting the fires. And I think it's that, like, it's a symbol of, like you said, the light is cleansing it, cleansing this darkness, this dark time that we've had, and also sparking that fertility. I know people like dance over the fire and things of that sort to cleanse themselves and prepare themselves for creation. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. The cleansing, the dark half of the year now that we're into times when we have more daylight than we do have nighttime. And over in that area and like in the Welsh traditions of witchcraft, it's actually called Callan Mai, which Callan means the first of, and then Mai means May. So translates the first of May. <laughs> but it's a That's similar so cool. thing in that it's fire rituals and like welcoming in the birth of plants and animals and all of that. I love that. Yes, it's big in the Avalonian tradition as well. And you had a wonderful book. We'll link it in the resources. What was it called, Ash? The Welsh. I have a whole stack of books here. So we'll start with this one, <laughs> which is called Welsh Witchcraft by Mara Starling. And I just lost my page. That's okay. But this is a great one all about the spirits, lore, and magic of Wales. Awesome. And I really liked this book because my original last name was Welsh. And so anything that's Welsh, I'm like, hey, that's me. Even though it's not because this is Wales Welsh, but that's okay. So there's a lot of cool stuff in here about Calamai and all the pieces of that Wheel of the Year and the traditions of that culture. And if you want me to keep going with books, I can. That's so cool. Yeah, why don't we do the books right now? Why don't we do a little book okay. show and tell? Okay, perfect. So Welsh witchcraft, you'll find all about Calan Mai. In Avalon within, it's the Avalonian tradition, so like the Arthurian legends, all of that sort, and like the Glastonbury area where you can find like Chalice Wells and the tour, Glastonbury tour and all of that. So this book talks also about Calan Mai or Beltane and how its emergence into a world of illumination brings the wounds of the soul to the surface of understanding. This is the time to sow the seeds of abundance where there was once only elimination, cultivating wholeness where there is once only shadow. So I really like the writing in this one. Very cool. Yeah. Two of the ones that I have are based on the years I don't have 2023, but it still offers plenty of good information. We have the Sabbath's Almanac. Oh, that is looking very Which goes through each Sabbath. It goes through like rituals, like spells, things that you can do. And if you have the appropriate year, it goes into the astrology of that particular year and season. That is definitely going on my list. I had it for a few years and I didn't get it this year because I just didn't read it enough. Like I created right. my own 
rituals and my own learning, but it was great to have for a few years. And (laughs) I didn't really use this one much. (laughs) Shocker, 2020 was not the year you used a lot. This is the Coloring Book of Shadows planner. And I think she's still making these. I just didn't get any more because I liked the pictures and the info more than the actual planner portion of it. So I would just get her like book of Sabbaths next time. But like each one she goes through where you can color the pictures that go along with the season. And she tells a little bit about that astrological season and different things that you can do for it. Like this one I really liked. She talked about getting ribbons as wishes onto a tree branch. So like you can use colored ribbons to match whatever you're creating. And as your ribbons blow in the wind, the wishes are cast out into the universe. So that was a really cool one where you can do it as a solitary witch, but you still involve the colors and the ribbons and the nature of it all. Ah, I love that. I am absolutely going to be doing that with my kids for myself. And also, I think that's a great activity with kids, riding on a ribbon and tying it to a tree, taking the element of air and watching it blow off into the universe. I think maybe we'll get some natural fiber ones so they're not so bad for the (laughs) biodegradable. Or some hemp. I bet someone makes some hemp ribbons. We've been talking about hemp products a lot recently just because of the work that I do. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's actually a great, I was looking into spell work with hemp seeds and things like that. And it is a very magical plant besides how it makes you feel, but like to actually use in workings. So I found that was very interesting as well. Yeah, I just came across a lot of those as well. Uh, So cool. Another thing I was going to note when you were talking about the planner is that Beltane, yes, we say it's May 1st now that we're in the calendar age of dates and planners. But back in the day, the lunar observance, the solar is the calendar observance. Lunar Mm -hmm. observance is the first full moon when the sun is in Taurus. So after Taurus season starts, the first full moon will mark Beltane. And so again, there is a range of dates that people can celebrate. So if you are catching this episode, you know, a little bit after Beltane, you can still do the rituals. If you don't have time, the weather doesn't cooperate, you're busy on May 1st, you can do it the day before, the day after. The whole week probably has the energy of moving from spring towards summer. So you can absolutely capitalize on this energy, do your practices when they are convenient for you. Exactly. And even if you're listening to this, not even anywhere close to Beltane, you can take pieces of it. Like you you can tie a wish in a ribbon onto a tree branch any time of the year. Yeah. Speaking of ribbons, something that is very associated with Beltane and May Day is the Maypole. So even if people haven't heard of Beltane, they've probably seen the Maypole where people dance around with ribbons and make the fancy patterns and things of that sort. And what is the meaning behind, the significance behind the Maypole, the colors of ribbons that they use? There is a significance for sure, as you can. I actually was just reading something that the men carry the pole. The women dig the hole. The men put the 
pull in the hole. So I'm going to let our readers or listeners, watchers connect the dots there for what this is supposed to symbolize here. But also I found interesting, I just read as well, that the colors of the ribbons traditionally were white and red. And I know white and red are so significant in magic, but I didn't really know why. Like, why would it not be black and white? I always wondered. And red are actually um, that union of divine masculine, divine feminine. So Mm -hmm. the red symbolizes the women's menstrual blood. The white symbolizes the man's semen. And that union, that blending of it is that divine creation, divine masculine, divine feminine, and that blending of it. And this back in the old days, this was a ritual that really honored the um, union of the God and the goddess and that divine union between them. But as we talked about, it is definitely about fertility, about birth, motherhood. If you are trying to get on that journey, Beltane is a wonderful time to utilize that fertility energy. Absolutely. But fertility, again, is not just about baby making, human baby making. It could be plants. It can be new creative projects, ideas, activities, um, flowers. And it does also animals, the bees, pollinating the flowers, the butterfly life cycle with metamorphosis, lambs, all the baby animals that are at that time. I wanted to talk about strawberries too. Strawberries are such a beautiful symbol of spring. Of spring, that's when strawberries come. And Venus, the goddess Aphrodite, also Frigga, which is a Norse goddess, and Freya, they're all associated with strawberries and also with this turning towards spring. It is also a big symbol in Native American cultures and traditions as well, the strawberries symbolizing um, love and moving towards spring as well. Do you put the strawberries out as offerings or just how would you use strawberries? I haven't done this, but I have been wanting to grow strawberries. So I suppose what I would do is have that as like one of the plants that I grow throughout the season. And I might put a strawberry like on my altar or something like that as a specific offering. And then when appropriate so that you aren't, you know, attracting ants into your house, I would take it outside and put it someplace in the earth where one of the dogs wouldn't actually eat it, but just put it out there. Like I have a special tree that's way out of their running zone. So I would go take it out there and put it at the base of the tree or something like that as the offering when it was no longer good to be on my indoor altar. I love that. That's a great idea. And also strawberries are very easy to propagate. They have all their seeds on the outside. So you can really just take a slice of it and plant it and you've got all these seeds. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely want to make sure you take into account where you leave your offering outside. If you want to risk having strawberry plants growing right there or not. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't just throw um, it randomly in the middle of the, your walkway. <laughs> good point. Very good point. I was going to mention hair braiding too. So just like the maypole weaving of the masculine and the feminine and that divine union, a lot of people will do little braids in their hair on the 1st of May or big braids, any braid. So that's just a really easy way. Like if you're not, you know, 
fully out of the broom closet or whatever and be like, everybody come to my house for a bonfire. We're going to dance a fertility ritual, guys. If you're not there yet, it's okay. (laughs) You could just plant some strawberries, braid your hair and call it a good day. (laughs) And for those of us with unbraidable hair, you could always braid some ribbons together and make yourself a bracelet or something. Good point. Thank you. (laughs) I would look really ridiculous at this point trying to braid this. That's so funny. Uh, One more thing I was going to say about fire, since this is, I feel like fire is very prevalent in a lot of the the holidays. All of them. Um, But this one part, (laughs) is it all of them? It really is. But this is a big fire holiday. Beltane fires. I mean, they're got a huge significance for the light, bringing the light. But we had talked about on Ostara how Christianity, when it came about, most people were pagans. And to get the Christian or to get people to follow Christianity, they had to adopt some of the traditions, make them palatable to the people. Oh, this is like your holiday, but we're going to change it a little (laughs) bit to make it honor Jesus or whatever Christian thing they're trying to do. And Stingley, you know, we had Easter and Ostara, we have Christmas and Yule. So those are the well-known ones. And I was like, I'm not sure I wanted to do a little bit of research. I love doing this podcast because some things I can talk about with my eyes closed in my sleep, like tarot, but some things like Beltane, I don't celebrate. And so this is a chance for me to go research and I love it. So I found out that the priests, they used to, so this is called the Feast of Finding the Holy Cross. And priests would conduct it outside around a bonfire to bless the land. So again, they're using the pagan traditions of a bonfire, but then saying, oh, we're going to call this something else. It's not Beltane anymore, which is bright fire, if you translate it from the Gaelic. It is now Finding the Holy Cross Day. (laughs) Okay, is the Holy Cross the same as the Holy Grail, or am I thinking of two totally different things? Two totally different things. Okay. I think. (laughs) I am pretty sure. Yeah, the Holy Grail is definitely something more steeped in the Arthurian legend, or all that, and not Christian, not religious necessarily. And then the Holy Cross is the one that Jesus was crucified on. Okay. So now that we've done the research for this show, this episode, what are a couple things that you're going to do to celebrate the season, either by yourself or with your family? Yeah, I loved learning about it. And I think that two of the things that I really want to do with my kids this Beltane is a simmer pot and honey cake. Okay, so get this. So honey is very big around this this holiday, the sweetness and things of that sort as well. And the word honeymoon actually came from the fact that once two people got married, they would um they would take a whole month, a moon cycle to eat honey, drink and be merry and make babies (laughs) that first month after they were married. And so there is a recipe that I found for honey cake that's very simple. You take milk and honey and sugar and let it like it's like a custard and you cook it. So I'm going to do that with my kids. I'm also going to do a simmer pot. I love simmer pots. They make the house smell good. They bring in the energy of, you know, the season and they're easy to do with kids and you can Go in your yard, collect what you have, go to your kitchen, 
see what's in your store cupboards. And these are just some examples of things that I found to go in a Beltane simmer pot. But again, if you don't have a few things, don't kill yourself trying to get all the ingredients. Use what you have. Um, intention is everything. So in the simmer pot, I found the recipe for on Beltane. It says to put lemon in it which represents the sun, the yellow circle. So that makes sense. Also, it's very cleansing. When you clean things, you use lemon. So cleansing for the next season and looks like the sun. So lemon, rosemary, which is good for cleansing again, protection and abundance. You can also use lavender, which is good for peace, calming, also psychic abilities. Mint is another thing great for a Beltane simmer pot, prosperity, happiness, energy. Sage is another great one for protection and cleansing. Raspberries, if you have any raspberries around, they're wonderful for passion, love, and fertility. I would say also strawberries probably would be a great one to add, even though that wasn't in this recipe that I found. Again, use what calls and your intuition tells you. Um, this also recipe had carnations, although to me, I would use rose. That's what we have, rose petals, for passion, love, protection. But if you have carnations, go for it. Yellow flowers, any kind of yellow flowers, daisies or dandelions even. Yellow flowers are all about happiness, joy, and another symbol of the sun. And don't forget cinnamon. I add cinnamon to all my simmer pots. It smells great. And luck and abundance. Who doesn't want luck and abundance at any time of the year? And again, doesn't this simmer pot, it sounds like it will smell delicious. And all of those things, cleansing, light, calm, passion, love, you want that at all times of the year. So don't limit yourself to only Beltane. However, if you're looking for something special to honor Beltane, this is a very simple, practical way. You put it on your pot, let it simmer for however long you want. And then you can, I take the items, the food items that are in it, and I return it to the earth, compost it as just that cycle. And sometimes I will strain, I'll keep the water. Sometimes you can make rose water or you can make Piper. We've done an, a simmer pot to mercury before, and she wanted to keep mercury soup and put it by his little card. You know what I mean? So you can honor different deities with it. However you feel called to use that simmer pot. Yeah, that video of her making her mercury soup was adorable. <laughs> and I love that like she can just intuitively pick whatever she feels like. But that recipe yes. that you just shared sounds like it would smell absolutely amazing. And I was curious as to what you do with it after because I hadn't really thought of that. So that makes sense. And if it's already been boiled essentially because it's been simmering, then you shouldn't have to worry about seeds as much <laughs> growing yeah. in random places because I know raspberries will grow and take off and take over everything. That <laughs> is true. And another important thing, because I'll do the same similar thing with the herbs that I use for my candle magic on the plate. However, sometimes, often, I'll do a ring of salt, protective salt. And if your herbs are mixed with salt, you never want to put them in the ground because salting the earth take, you know, prevents anything from growing ever again. So never put very salt. That is a good point, too. I definitely don't like putting that out there. We want 
everything to be growing, especially this time of year once the snow eventually yes. leaves us someday. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of candles, I was going to talk about candles. I know I did. Since it's a fire, a fire a holiday, I talked about candle magic, candle rituals in our new moon. I think it was the new moon or full moon. I think it was new moon episode where I really went into detail about how to dress a candle with oil, with herbs, with runes, and to do a whole setting of an intention. And I am going to not repeat myself there, but in the show notes, you're going to want to check out the download deepener of the week. We're probably going to drop a few. I think we'll drop the wheel of the year again, the link to that for you guys. Maybe a simmer pot recipe. I liked that. I think I'd like to share that with our listeners. And I have a candle magic kind of tutorial guide with what the different candle colors mean, different kinds of herbs that you can put, and exactly how to dress the candle. That if you want to banish things, you dress it from the middle out. And if you want to bring things in, you dress it from the top to the middle and the bottom to the middle to bring it in. So all of that information will be in the show notes in the deepener that you can download, or you can check back at the moon episodes. If you haven't listened to those, they have great information. We have new and full moons every month. So never too late to catch that episode. And yes, I think we had a great episode. So thank you so much, Ash, for coming today and talking magic. Absolutely. It's always fun to do this. And I learned some new things from you every time too. Since we each have our own practices that we've developed and grown and I like having the ep some episodes where we do have to go do a little bit of research first so that's always fun to learn a few extra things so I'm glad we were able to chat today I hope everyone listening loved learning a little bit more about Beltane and Calamai and let us know in the comments what you're going to add to your practice or what you already do to celebrate these seasons. Yes, I cannot wait to hear what our listeners do. So please give us a like, a share, a comment, a review. All of those things help our podcast grow that we are just starting. We appreciate each and every one of our listeners and we can't wait to see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Magical Life. We hope you enjoyed it. Drop a comment and let us know what you liked and what you'd like to see more of. We love hearing from our listeners and featuring your most requested topics in our Q&A section. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And don't forget to check the show notes for bonus content. Send us your stories, questions, and comments to magicallifepod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time as we continue to explore, create, and manifest more magic into our daily lives. Until then, I'm Crystal. And I'm Ash. Take care and keep making magic.